Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Taking care of nature's call alone, <laughs> to me, can be an issue. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. <laughs> It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. One other thing on the Twins that's worth noting, guys. So they give up Greaterall from Maeda. And Greaterall is one of the better prospects in the game. Top 100 One of the guy. greatest. And this is a move that traditionally in the past they would not have made, right? This not a win-now type of team. They're always building, building. And yet now what we're seeing is Donaldson move at an advanced age, 34 years old, giving up this kid for Kenta Maeda. They clearly are in a more win-now mode than they've been in the past and still have a top 10 farm system. So if they need someone at the deadline, they're in position to go get that player and with some really spectacular kids coming. Well, this has been a rough winter for people who said the Twins would never spend big money on a big free agent and people who You're said they would out of the never, that, huh? that they would out never of the trade a top prospect. Just coming right out of the gates. Come, Come on, Robbie. Matt Bear. <laughs> Hey, no, I'm not. I'm not part of the camp who you're who you're poking right now. I'm not. I'm not cheap pole. But you know what? Until now, until people. now, these guys deserved it. And these last three weeks, because basically, what was the premise? Prove us wrong, right? A month ago, we said, "Prove us wrong." Prove well, us wrong. I thought the the, the the criticism. I don't know if anyone. It, it, I don't think you were guilty of this, but there, well, there was there felt like a wave of criticism that was unnecessary for January of the off season. I'll push back a ago. little bit at you by saying this: I think we need to parse from the cheap poll ads because those people they're just they're, they're cheap. They're always cheap. Okay, I think we all agreed. Just calm down, right? But. Falvey and Levine, where I will side with the fans, was show us something. Last year trade deadline, you didn't do it for me. Sorry, Sam Dyson ain't doing it, and Snuckles ain't doing it. Okay, um, Snuckles into this like that. Other poor Snuckles got taken away too. Snuckles just wants his belly funny. scratched. Yeah, I know. It's, just wants it's his sad. I, I feel fresh. bad for Snuckles, but anyway. So up until a month ago, too, we kept saying, you know, show us something. They're signing guys: Homer Bailey, Rich Hill. The catcher, Avila? Avila? Avila. Avila. Avila? Oh, it's Avila. <laughs> anyway, Rami knows I don't. It's fine. I don't I care. I only know that because he started correcting people when he got traded to the Cubs. <laughs> like, he let everybody pronounce it. For like Av- eight years? Avila, he- his whole career, and then he got to the Cubs, and he was like, oh, by the way, guys, it's it's Avila. I'm never going to get used to that, by the way. That but happened anyway. with Vasant, the Vikings tight end of like 10 years ago, Vasante Shanko. One day he was like, after being on the team for like four years, he goes, it's actually Vasant. 
And then he just went back to Vasante. Oh, really? Whatever. Yeah. I think he was. I think he was just full of crap too. But yeah, anyway, he was, a weird guy. he was. But anyway, so <laughs> so I think there's a difference between the cheap poll ad camp, which I think we've all disagreed with, and the executive team of are, are you going to do something? And these last three weeks have been impressive to me. Well, okay. Let's let's just put our cards on the table. Judd likes the trade. Kenta Maeda in a Twins uniform. Bruce Dark Gratterall being shipped out. I like the trade. Rami doesn't like the trade. I don't. Let's just put our cards well, on the I, table. Can I, I don't hate the trade. Can I state my case though quickly for why I I like it so much? Because it goes beyond just the player that they got back. Just quickly, I like the trade because it shows a willingness to dive even deeper in the pool after the Donaldson signing, which was definitely diving into the pool for 2020. This, to me, opens the door now to answer a question that I've been asking about these guys for a while, which is, are you ever going to be willing to dip into your top prospects to make a trade to make you better immediately? Mm -hmm. So, So it goes beyond the player. It's a willingness that's being shown that until last night, I guess if if you had asked me on the show yesterday, Judd, do you expect these guys, Falvey and Levine, to make a trade of a top five prospect for a pitcher? I would have said, I don't really think so at this point. So it's that willingness that is probably my 1A for why I like this trade. And I think, I, I agree with everything you just said, but I, I'll add to that and say, Twins history is filled with the front office, especially the last 20 years, since they got good in 2001. Twins history is filled with the front office hoarding and holding on to prospects, thinking about their max potential peak upside when they're making that decision. And not looking at prospects, whether it's Bruce Dark Radderall or Aaron Hicks 10 years ago when they had a chance to land Cliff Lee. And, and instead looking at those prospects as lottery tickets. Okay, Bruce Dark Gratterall's upside is incredible to think about. The guy throws 100 miles an hour. The guy has been lights out at every stage of the minor leagues. And even in some big situations down the stretch last year, he wasn't perfect, but like he looked like he could blow some hitters away that you know, they, you know, he, he was throwing 100 mile an hour fastballs by some big time hitters last year. But that's the 99th percentile of Bruce Dark Gratterall. I think with all prospects, you have to consider well, what's the percentage chance that they bust? Like, what's their injury history? Also, even if they do pan out, what's the major league ready piece right now that can help us win a World Series? And I like this trade. I don't. I'm not all in. Love it. It's. It's not a. I don't think it's Francisco Liriano and Joe Nathan for AJ Pierzynski 15 years ago. But you get a guy that guaranteed helps you in 2020 win a World Series. Bruce Gratterall wasn't even guaranteed to be on the roster the whole year in 2020, and that's why I like it. I like that they're going for it. I like the mentality. I like, and I like that they have sort of broken from their prospect hoarding ways that I've accused them of. They traded their number three prospect, their top pitching prospect. So they're all in and they're going for it. And that's, that's what I've asked this Twins organization to do on behalf of fans on this show, Score North Twins show and Score North Live. You can hear all those fine shows on the Score North app, which is totally free and available in the Apple and Google Play Store. I just, I'm not crazy about the trade. Like, I wanted them to spend some of the capital that they had in prospects, and they are rich in prospects still, even after this. They are rich in prospects, but not, not just to win the regular season. That's not what I was asking them to go out and do with these prospects that they had to, that they had to spend, so to speak, in terms of the resources that you have. Kenta Maeda, he, he strengthens your chances to win the division. He bridges that gap from now to July 31st. 
But I was already pretty convinced they were going to win the division. Was there anybody in this room who wasn't going to pick the Twins to win the division before Kenta Maeda was traded for? I would have picked them to win the division before. Judd, you had them winning the division? Yes, but I, I think that this does strengthen them potentially for the playoffs and puts them in a position to make another move that strengthens them even more. This doesn't make me feel any better about beating the Yankees in a series. We see, all, see, we that's all, where I'll pump your brain. We all sat here and said, now, if they go and get that dude and move Maeda to the bullpen like he did with the Dodgers, I could be very wrong here. But I'm just saying, as far as a starting rotation goes, we all said, before this trade was made, they still need to go out and get somebody who you can slot ahead of or right next to Jose Barrios if you really want to get in the ring with the Yankees or the Astros of the world. That's still the case today. Maeda doesn't change that. Why, 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 spend, why spend that asset of Gratterall to strengthen your chances of winning the regular season? Why not save that bullet and use it when there is a bigger, better prize on the market I, and he can be part of a package to get a better, to get a better pitcher than Kenta Maeda? See, I, I think this is, and this is where this is all just conjecture because we don't, we don't know what other teams think of, of the Twins prospect pool and of Bruce R. Gratterall, but I'll bet you almost anything the Twins didn't start their shopping process with Kenta Maeda in mind. I'm, I'll, I'll bet you they had it in their mind, all right, we're willing to trade these three of our ten top prospects, and Bruce Dark Gratterall's on that list, because really we're not confident that he's durable enough or healthy enough long-term to be... The guy's already had Tommy John, he's had some shoulder worried about issues. durability? You signed Rich Hill and you're worried about durability? Well, but you signed Rich Hill to basically a one-year you contract. You got Kenta Maeda, who I found this out today from Bill Shaken of the L.A. Times... The reason he signed the contract that he signed, because you look at that and you go, that guy's making $3 million a year, is because his arm was ready to blow up. Four years ago. And the Dodgers were worried about it. Yeah, four years ago. I was talking about this with Collar. I don't want to steal his analogy without giving him credit for it on my way out and his way in for Purple Daily this afternoon. And he goes, "That's that's like saying I saved a bunch of money buying this old furnace and... But we haven't had any problems with it yet. It's been four years. It's fine. Like, it's making weird noises and stuff, but we still have heat. Okay. Like, Kenta Maeda could blow up at any time. But let's go back to Gratterall for a second, okay? If you believe, if you're the twins and you believe that Gratterall is just a ticking time bomb, he's already had elbow and shoulder issues, and he throws 100 miles an hour, and he's a max effort guy, and he's not going to be a starter in 2020 because he's never pitched more than 100 innings in a season, so... At best, he's going to be a bullpen guy for you in 2020. This is the peak. Like, he came into the big leagues last year. He's big league ready. He's 21 years old, and he showed you something last year. If you but believe you, he's a ticking time bomb, this is the best time to trade him. You say he's a bullpen guy, like that's just something to that's just something to poo-poo or brush aside. He might like having a he guy might be a having a guy coming guy. out of the bullpen with a cannon attached to his right shoulder, throwing 100 miles an hour with a pretty nasty slider that comes in in the 80s, it's not a bad thing to have. I think Gratterall could have been the secret weapon of that bullpen this year. But he, yeah, and, you see, and you see a bullpen every day. You see Maeda every five days. You see a bullpen every day. Well, you weren't going to see Gratterall every day. No, but there, but he's part of a unit that you're going to see every day. Do we, do we all agree that right now, as we sit here today after the trade last night, we feel better about the Twins rotation on opening day right now than we did yesterday? Yes. Yes. 100%. Okay. Yeah. That's the most important step. I, I feel like, Rami, you're trying to take this conversation from A to Z immediately. I'm trying to fly flags. You're doing the same thing you were doing with D'Angelo Russell trade rumors yesterday. I'm trying to fly flags. And there's, uh, well, the D'Angelo Russell thing I'm sort of with him on because I'm tired of cap. Well, but anyway. Then you're both wrong. <clears throat> but anyway, well, that's fine. The team got blown up last night, so it's unbelievable. But anyway, um, 
I feel like you're I feel like you're trying to take the conversation from A to Z and I'm sort of trying to stop here at M or something in July and and get you to to a point where this this to me the last 3 weeks have served as such an important indicator of where this franchise potentially is at for not just the future but more importantly to me for 2020 and the last 3 weeks have proven because a month ago legitimately you you could have said as you read Doogie tweet the twins were in on so and so and people are like no they're not it's a bunch of bs the twins were in on so and so no they're not well guess what the Donaldson contract proves that they were they tried to get pitching they didn't get pitching so they didn't just say, well, we're going to take our money and go home. They went out and spent it. Important indicator of what they were willing to do. And last night, because I'm the one who said when they signed Hill, who's been hurt, and Bailey, who might be fine, might be Martin Perez, I said, really, that's your third guy to start the season for what could be or what should be the AL Central champions and what very well should be a team that can make a playoff run in a league that I think has probably one dominant team, and then you might be the second-best team. Homer Bailey is your opening day third guy? No, thank you. What they keep doing to me is taking incremental important steps to prove to us that they're serious about 2020, which then gets me to July, because now I do have reason to believe that in July there is a very good chance they're going to take another prospect and spin that for a starting pitcher, and now Maeda goes to the bullpen, and in a playoff series against any team, you're now stronger. I don't know that I'm convinced because they traded Gratterall that now anybody and everybody is up for sale if if if... If it, if a player that's worth it comes along, I don't know that that's the case. Well, you don't know. They would have done that but, last. But they you have done a that feeling, last July. But you have a feeling much more about that now than you did previously because until last night they had never done this. I mean, let, this is what it boils down to for me. Kenta Maeda is a known commodity that helps you in 2020. Bruce Dar Gratterall is not. Bruce Dar Gratterall, yes, he throws 100 miles an hour, but. You don't know that he's going to be even a productive 50 inning bullpen guy in 2020. He has not, he, that, that is a leap to assume that he's going to all of a sudden, I'm not at saying, 21, I'm not saying you have to hang on to Bruce Dar Gratterall at all cost. I'm not saying don't trade prospects. I sat here probably the day before they traded Bruce Dar Gratterall and said, be willing to trade some of your prospects. There's some great players on the trading block right now. None of them are pitchers, but hell, if you can get, oh, I don't know, Mookie Betts. Or Nolan Arenado, or Chris Bryant, or Francisco Lindor. By all means, anybody and everybody should be on the table in discussions for guys like that. Not for Kenta Maeda. That doesn't put you over the top. That doesn't get you past the Yankees. But is it possible that you're overvaluing what other teams think of Bruce Dark Ratterall? Well, the Red Sox sure seem to like him. He was one of two guys that they traded for Mookie Betts. Right, but the Red Sox, the the Red Sox are literally just trying to dump money too. So okay, the the, the Red Sox, it wasn't. It wasn't. I just gave they you. They were trading. I just gave Mookie you, bets for Gratterall. I just gave you a list of teams that have their superstar on the block because they're trying to dump payroll, but do and you, run away but, from money. But do you think the Twins have their their top pitching prospect and their number three overall prospect? Do you think they? So when they have their October or or November meetings about what is our off season blueprint? Do you think they go in and say, "All right, well, Gratterall's on the block." Um. Let's just talk to one team and see if they'll give us... Let's see if the Dodgers will give us Kenta Maeda in a multi... My guess is they probably took Gratterall to the Rockies. They probably asked about Nolan Arenado. They probably asked about John Gray. They probably did kick the tires on Francisco Lindor. And they probably did kick the tires on Mookie Betts. Because it seems like they're making a lot of phone calls this offseason. 
and again, this is just conjecture, it's very likely that all of those other teams who also have scouts and also have uh, similar medical and biomechanics studies mm-hmm. behind the scenes, they all probably look at Gratterall and say, boy, that dude, oh, he's had a couple major arm situations. I'm guessing that the Twins' bet here was this is the peak moment to trade him. And other teams aren't stupid. Other teams are, if you're the Indians, you're not going to say, well, geez. But why would the Red Sox say no to the Twins and say yes to the Dodgers? In what sense? And this, like, if they called about Mookie Betts and said, "Hey, Gradrall is on is on the table. What else would you want along with him?" So you're, why would they say no to the to the Twins and say yes to the Dodgers? But you're so you're saying if 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 in theory you had the option to trade Gradrall for Maeda for four years, Gradrall and any or and, and name Betts. and name another top prospect because that's what it took from the Dodgers. And you have to take David Price off their hands, and they, they picked up a that. huge chunk of his salary. They're, the Red Sox picked up a huge chunk well, what, of David okay, Price's well, salary. Well, let's go so to the path. Why, why so, not? So, so because what your your core argument is, you've got a, a, a pretty darn good trade chip in Bruce Dark Gradrall. Why wouldn't you leverage that trade chip for something better than Maeda? Right? right. That's your main stance. Yeah. Okay, As part so, of a package, not a loan. Okay. People might have misunderstood based on what I'm seeing on Twitter, and I don't know how you can get this from what I said, that I think that they think I was saying just trade Gratterall for Mookie Betts. You could do that. That's not at all what I was saying. I understand all the implications that go along with it. It means giving up another top prospect. It means taking David Price off their hands and a large chunk of his contract. And with all that being said, I'm in. Give me one year of Mookie Betts and whatever you get for David Price, and I'm good with that. I'm better with that trade than I am with the trade that they just made because that's going for it. That's all in. That's trading some of your some of your capital that you have in terms of prospects and a farm system to get a guy the caliber of Mookie Betts, even if it is just for one year before he tests free agency. What's that trade then? It's Gratterall and what? And- Reckless speculation. I don't care. Royce Lewis, Alex Kirilov. I, I wouldn't do that. Like personally. I'm, I'm Larnick, listen, name a dude. I am willing to trade Royce Lewis. Nothing is off limits, but I'm not trading Royce Lewis for one year of Mookie Betts and David Price. I need more than one year Mookie Betts. By the way, I know David Price is going to throw more innings, but David Price is older. Kenta Maeda, probably the more effective pitcher well, and, than, 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 than David Price, and he costs thirty million. That's what I was going to say. We also have to consider that contract. It's a really good contract. It's what, 3.2, 3.1 per year through 2023? Mm-hmm. It's got incentives, but that is a good contract. That's the contract that I think became palatable to them when they whiffed on free agent starting pitching, signed Donaldson to his contract, and said, what, can, what else can we do now? But this is where I don't think the door is closed on in July going out again, and, and, and I'll say this again, Rami, I think it's incredibly important that last night they showed a willingness to do something we didn't know, which is, will you trade from that top prospect pool? And now the answer is yes, and solidifying the rotation even more in July, if they can and if need be, to make yourself a viable a viable playoff contender as far as trying to make a run. I'm saying That's if, how I see it. If you're going to dive into that pool, so to speak, of being willing to trade prospects, dive in. But I don't like that Mookie Betts price trade. I, I don't like that price. I do that all day. I mean, if they say send me Bruzdar, I'm like, okay, I talk about that. I think I think the idea of trading Royce Lewis for one year of Mookie Betts is is wildly irresponsible compared to the things you probably could get for Royce Lewis. You could get you could get a lot more than one year of Mookie Betts. I'm trying to fly flags. You guys do what you want. I'm I'm talking about making the trade and planning the parade. That's what I'm about. I don't know what you guys are about. 
That's what this guy's about. Make yeah. the trade. Listen, man, the flags. The, plan the parade. The flags that you'd be flying are not championship <laughs> flags. Oh, they're championship flags. You had Mookie, Mookie Betts to this lineup? Had Mookie Betts to Can this he start lineup opening with Josh day? Donaldson already here? Can he pitch, too? <sighs> Actually, I... If he can start listen, opening day, I'm talking. Listen, I don't care if he... If, if Mookie Betts wants to play for the Twins at some point, I don't care if he can pitch, but... I am not trading Royce Lewis for Mookie Betts. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of Mookie Betts, by the way, two, two things here. Phone lines open for the rest of the hour. Do you agree with me and Judd, or do you agree with Rami? Do you think that this was a good trade for the Twins yesterday, and one that helps them get closer to, I was going to say win a World Series, but let's start with winning a playoff game or See, a playoff I don't, series. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think we disagree series? on what this does for this baseball team. I think we're all on the same page with what this does for this baseball team. And my point is... You paid too high a price to get that out of this trade. And I, That's my and, point. And I don't know that Bruzdar Gratterall is the high price that people think he is. And I would point to the fact that the Dodgers just traded him as half of a package to get the second best player in baseball. But it's not reflective of the truth because the Red Sox are literally trying to bail out of baseball. Okay, so help them bail and go get Mookie Betts. The I, Red, to your, I'm fine to, with to, to your Real quick, like to your, to your Betts point, though. That wasn't your ordinary baseball trade because you can say, well, you know, the Red Sox got a couple of players and, and Bruce Argrado was one of those players. But the other pieces of value to the Red Sox were a dumping salary mm-hmm. and B beating the clock here because the longer they go, so help the them. less they're going to get help Mookie, them. for one year. Instead, of, instead of helping facilitate the Dodgers getting Mookie Betts, help the Red Sox dump money and take Mookie Betts off their hands yourself. Cut out the middleman. Our phone lines are blowing up here. 651-646-8255. Or Chris Bryant. Or Francisco Lindor. Or Nolan Arenado. I just want Babe Ruth, okay? In an unprecedented offseason of superstars on the trade block, you traded your third best prospect and your top pitching prospect to get an above-average pitcher. Rationalize that to me. 651-646-8255. Listen. So we have to stop at Josh Donaldson. Are the Twins... In a realistic world, better today than they were so a we, month ago. So we have to stop at Josh Donaldson as far as getting impact baseball oh, no. players. Is it, is it is it August first? Did I did I miss six months on the calendar? No, but you just they've, traded. They've you got just, time to add just, another piece. You just traded one I, of. I feel you like just, your Mookie Betts take is a very rotisserie baseball fantasy world. I'm take. not limiting it to to Mookie Betts. I just gave you four. No, I know, but I feel like you're going down a path of just go get this guy, just go get this guy, just go this guy. I think if you I'm telling you to go do what the Dodgers did, I don't see how that's rotisserie baseball. The Dodgers swooped in on a team that was desperate to drop money and in the process give you the second best player in baseball. The Dodgers took advantage. I'm telling the Twins to do the same. One thing you're overlooking here, and anyone who is listening and agrees with Rami here, and we'll take your phone calls. We also have a new branch of vent line that we're going to unveil before the break here. So, oh, so hang with us. Okay? Oh, buddy. Listen, we can all agree on what's coming up. We can all that. agree yeah, on that's going to make okay? us all happy. One thing that the twins have done this winter and why it is an, it is an a grade winter for me with their lineup fortified by Josh Donaldson and with the additions of, well, Michael Pineda, Jacob Arizzi coming back and Kenta Maeda and then Rich Hill when he comes in eventually, you now have an actual five man rotation in all five of those spots, you could look at and say, yep, I would trust any one of those five pitchers healthy to pitch in a playoff game. Last year, never forget, Twins fans, never forget the feeling of Randy Dobnak and all the Uber driver jokes and the Lyft driver jokes that the Yankees fans were raining on you that entire weekend. Never forget how you felt. 
I'm not guaranteeing that Rich Hill is going to go in and dominate the Yankees lineup or Kenta Maeda, but those dudes are legitimate major league starters that miss bats. And that is undeniable. They and they can add to it. And by the way, I'm still I'm still upset that they put themselves in a position to have to do that last fall. That was ridiculous. This is at least attempt to correct that. And I don't And I, I like the fact again, they're going for it. I'm not knocking the attempt. I'm not knocking the mentality. I'm just saying that's not the move I would have made with that trade chip. That's all I'm saying. Still got more chips left. Their starting rotation is better. Their chances of winning the regular season better. Their chances of beating the Yankees in a series, eh, not that much better. There's more in the chamber, though, man. Not that much better. more in that chamber of trades. One thing we can all agree on. It's hilarious how mad Boston fans are that they just punted on their 2020 season. And with that, this is the the debut (laughs) on Mackie and Jeb with Rami of Red Sox Ventline. But the owners of the Red Sox are greedy, arrogant, selfish, narcissist D-bags. We're paying 250 a seat, 17 a beer, 75 to park. I say this to Red Sox Nation, boycott them. I packed it and then unpacked it. Yeah, listen, man, you guys talking about the, the, the Red Sox here, the fans. You know, Mookie Betts is, like, the best player that the Red Sox have seen in years. Like, how are you going to let him go to the Dodgers for a bunch of bum prospects? Are you kidding me? A, a salary dump? That's what the Boston Red Sox do now? We salary dump? Are you kidding me? Look who's got Smart Pack. Smart Pack? It's Smart. It's Wicked Smart. I packed it and then unpacked it. Seriously. Now, two caveats. Maybe they know more about Mookie's cheating than, than we do. Maybe they think it's built on a house of cards. Or two, they go after him hard next offseason. I will give them a, you know, a caveat there. They could be in the mix next year. Neither. Neither, neither, neither. They traded away a legitimately great prospect, and it's because they pissed away their money on the wrong guys. Dombrowski overspent. He drunk sailored them into having to get rid of Mookie. I packed it. And then unpack it. It's smart. It's wicked smart. Look who's got smart pack. He's got smart pack. I can't believe somebody actually said the word pack in the first call that we played. I packed it and then unpacked it. <laughs> oh, look at this guy. That first one was so good, too. Oh, my God. Red Sox vet line courtesy of WEEI. Oh, my $13 God. $13 a paw. Cheating scandal. Releasing a manager mired in a cheating scandal who was one of the more popular in history. Trading your best player for prospects. Claiming financial need. Eat half the salary of your second best starter. Highest ticket prices in Major League Baseball. Still no manager. Ladies and gentlemen, if the Iowa caucuses were a baseball team, they would be your 2020 Boston Red Sox. All right. Rat. Graturel? Graturel. G-R-A-T-E-R-O-L. Brewster. Brewster? Brewster Graturel. Our texter says Brewster. that Red Sox fans will have to give that new pitcher 
a nickname because nobody will be able to pronounce right. his name for the first seven or eight months of the season. Oh, his his nickname, I saw it last night online, is already in because he's six foot one, two 265 pounds. So the new nickname is already Young Bartolo. <laughs> Could be Guapo, too. Oh, oh, oh you want to go over Young Bart- Guapo, too? Yeah, that'll fit. That will that has a nice ring to it. Everyone loved El Guapo, Gratural? by the way. Gratural. G-R-A-T-E-R-O-L. <laughs> Bruce Star. <laughs> Look who's got smart pack. Smart pack? I packed it and then unpacked it. We had an idea about what we do. We would not be good at what we do, would we? It's an honest question. Stop it. I base most of what I do on the idea that you're pretty f-ing good at what you do. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so good. Red Sox bent line here on Mackie and Judd. Where, where do you even start with that? How great is that? It's amazing. We've got more where that came from too. We will we will continue to to hammer red socks. Dude, I would be. I can you imagine having a player the caliber of Mookie Betts and being a fan of a team? Right. I mean, all right. I think they'll be fine. I'll give you no, this. no. I get it, but you don't expect to have to trade off your best player because you yeah. can't pay him. When you're a fan of the Boston Red Sox, that is not so, that is not something. If I came, I'm not saying a hard time mustering saying, up feelings. Here. I'm not saying feel bad for him. I'm saying I'm putting myself in their shoes. Okay, if yeah. I came to you right now and irate. I said Byron Byron Buxton was going to have to be traded in three years, but you were going to win a World Series in two, would you take it? Yes, because they ripped Dombrowski for sure. Who won a World Series? Yeah, yeah, they've won four World Series since 2004. And they've also taken all of the good Minnesota players in all of the sports over that 15-year period. They got Charlie Coyle. I'm okay with that. It's Charlie. Charlie Coyle. It's it's Charlie. Hey, Charlie. Who's got Smart Pack? Smart Pack? I packed it and then unpacked it. It's like the departed. <laughs> That's uh, what the Red Sox are. They, uh, the departed. The last scene. Yeah. We're going to come back. Alex, Dave, Steve. We'll get to all of <laughs> you. The phones are ringing here. 651-646-8255. Do you like the trade or do you not like the trade? Uh, but quick, just a couple couple words for a couple of our favorite sponsors here, starting with Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 in Brooklyn Boulevard, where you can find, for my uh, my money, the best car dealership and service department in the Twin Cities, a place I've been going to for almost 20 years. One of the cool things, I, this is going to sound really nerdy, but the Luther Lounge, when you walk in, not only do you get six different workstations, all with cable TVs, if you've got, you know, maybe you've got an hour of car maintenance or something, you can get some work done. Complimentary coffee, complimentary tea, complimentary snacks, a play area for your kids. So, you know, you're, you're busy, you're on the run. And um, I can say the old location, the old Toyota City, uh, that was one of the, the downfalls. They had a lobby area or a waiting area with like a vending machine, a box TV, and four seats. Well, they've, they've upped their game with that new stadium, quote-unquote, the last few years. So stop in and uh, see what I've been talking about here on Mackie and Jeb with Rami for a long time. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. And LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. No, it's not my chance to talk to you about my friend Jason Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Group, and their guaranteed sales program. All right. There's a lot of guys in this town. Some play for the Twins, some play for the Wolves, and some will uh, play for the Wild, but not much longer. Guess what they're going to be looking to do? They're going to be looking to sell their house this spring. And you know why? Because they're going to be uprooted and traded by their teams. And they're going to say to themselves, I don't need a house in the Twin Cities now. What should I do? And if they called me and said, Judd, what should I do? I would tell them to contact my friend Jason and the folks at the Walgrave Real Estate Group because of this. Jason has a guaranteed offer 
instead of, or I'm sorry, a, a guaranteed sale. You know, guaranteed offers are out there a lot, right? Guaranteed offer. Jason will guarantee the sale of your home. And that's going to make your life as simple. It's going to take the stress off. And all that you need to do, it's this simple. Let's go to jasonsguarantee.com. That's plural, jasonsguarantee.com. And click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more. That's right. This is not a guaranteed offer. It's a guaranteed sale. jasonsguarantee.com. Click on the guaranteed sale button, and you'll be happy that you did. Jonathan here with the Score North download. We'll get you back to Mackie and Judd with Rami in just one second. But first, join Score North at the 2020 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show, Friday, February 21st through Sunday, February 23rd. Your ticket includes gate admission, 14 free greens fee passes, plus seven bonus greens fee passes with advanced purchase, courtesy of TwinCitiesGolf.com, and one free polo shirt. Tickets and more information over at scorenorth.com, keyword golf. Speaking of scorenorth.com, it is your home right now for all the written coverage that you'll ever need regarding the two big deals the Twins and Wolves were involved in last night. Derek Wetmore has his five thoughts on the Twins trading away Bruce Dark Gratterall, as well as Judd's thoughts on the Wolves trading away, well, just about everyone in a massive 14-12 player trade that saw Robert Covington, among other Wolves, Head off to Houston. Also, Matthew Collar wants you to know he also has an article up discussing if it's fair or not to compare the Vikings' current QB situation with the one the Chiefs had with Alex Smith. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Game changer. <laughs> Look who's got Smart Pack. But the owners of the Red Sox are greedy, arrogant, selfish, narcissist D-bags. We're paying 250 a seat. 17 a bear, 75 to park. I say this to Red Sox Nation, boycott them. It's smart. It's wicked smart. Oh. Do they really pay $75 to pack? <laughs> I think He's so. got smart packs! $75 to pack. There's nowhere around that park to park, so they probably do. I don't think you pronounced that right, Judd. There's, no, there's nowhere around that pack Pock. to pack, is what you then what right. got to say. Man, they're they're so mad. You got four hey, champions back there. Pump the brakes. Red Sox vent line powered by WEEI. <laughs> Mackie and Jed with Rami. We have full phone lines right now. And just to sum up the first thirty minutes of the show, John and I think it's a really good trade. Kenta Maeda to the Twins and Bruce Dar Gratterall over to the Red Sox through the Dodgers. And Rami thinks they should have leveraged a really good trade ship for something better than Kenta Maeda. If you guys keep playing that, no joke. I'm not going to be able to break out of my Boston accent. Because when I watch like TV shows or movies and they have a Boston accent, I walk around like the rest of the day talking in a Boston accent. Look who's got smart pack. I just did. I you just start said, swearing, too? I just said Boston. The Departed will, will cause you to swear a lot. <laughs> you tell that to us. Uh, when I watch Ray Donovan. Yeah, what we, do, we would not be good at what we do, would we? Whenever I watch Ray Donovan, I walk around the rest of the day talking like a wise guy. Hey, Tyler. This got canceled. Yeah, no. What is that? I don't know. I didn't watch this last season. Might have deserved it. Alex, you're on Score North. Good trade or bad trade? This is a great trade. Okay, listen. I only I listened to Rami go off about this on Score North Live, and I got to say, there's only a snippet of what Rami. I'm sorry, Rami. I love you, but there's only a snippet of what you said that is true, and that is that you still. You still want that, you know, number one guy, a guy that's even better than Barrios, a, a, a true ace. I agree with you there. I still think they're going to need to do that if they want to, you know, fly fly the flags, right? Flags fly forever. I get that. However, I mean, 
you're giving up a 21-year-old who's already had Tommy John surgery and another shoulder issue for a guy who, you know, is is really solid. And he improved in, in so many aspects last year uh, as opposed to 2018. He pitched like 30 more innings last year than he did in 2018, and he improved his hits per nine stat by like two. That's insane. And his strikeout rate is was even higher in the majors last year than Bruzdar did in like double A or something like that. I mean, this is a great trade. I agree with you, Rami, though. You're right. They still need a legit number one guy. But this is great. I'll give you a break because I know you were concussed recently, so I get that. that <laughs> I don't think I don't think that has anything to do with it. I wouldn't know if it did, but I just I'm I'm sorry, man. I think you gave up too big it's a chip us. to still be in a, in the position you are. To still be here where we all agree they still need to go out and get that dude for the starting rotation. Well, can I I'll say this. I think and I think it's fair. I think in their mind the First of all, they've accrued a bunch of starting pitching, some of which to me looks to be pretty good. I think that this is going to be a long game also of a few months of judging Jose Barrios. I really do. Because do I think he's going to become a true ace? I have my doubts now. But I also think that you have April, May, and June to watch this unfold a little bit and assess from there. So I don't think it's a given that they think to themselves, Barrios is now clearly a two or three I think this is all about, again, a long play of a long season. And by the time you get to July or so, you're going to know. Yeah. The caller, Alex, I want to touch on something he did bring up about the hit rate. We're going to go into the stat weeds here. Kenta Maeda, according to Fangraphs.com, had the third best weak contact rate of any pitcher in baseball. So if you can't throw a ball past a hitter, the next best thing is to get them to nub one to your shortstop. And Kenta Maeda was the third best in the major leagues at just getting guys to swing a rolled up wet newspaper at a baseball. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Steve in Plymouth, thumbs up or thumbs down? You're on Scorners. Thumbs down, one hundred percent. I agree with Rami. Everything he said, you guys. I'm sorry, but you don't trade your top pitching prospect for a 31 year old average starting pitcher. It doesn't move the needle. It doesn't help your rotation for now, but. Come October, it's not going to help you any. So I don't get why you trade your top pitching prospect for a guy that you know going to be number three starter maybe at best. Okay, so. hold on. Let me let me ask you guys this, both for for you, Steve, and for Rami. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bruce Dar Gratterall. All right. Yeah. What do you think? Like, do you think Bruce Dar Gratterall is bound to win Cy Young awards at some point? Not necessarily. No. Do you no. think he's bound to be a starting pitcher long term? I don't even know if that's the case. Okay. Because if those two things aren't true, then we're getting too caught up in labels. We're getting too caught up in, well, he's your top pitching prospect. I'm not even talking about labels. He's a a guy. I'm talking about what we just saw happen. I'm not talking about labels. I'm not talking about how how Bruce Dar Gratterall is perceived by us or anybody else. I have a solid, concrete example of what another team thought of Bruce Dar Gratterall. They used to have Mookie Betts on their team. Does anybody want to? That, that's the clue. Does anybody know what team it was? It's the Boston Red Sox. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking too big. Maybe I'm thinking too big to think that instead of being not only the mystery third team, but excited to be the mystery third team that facilitated the Mookie Betts trade. I'm sorry. Maybe that's my fault for thinking that's that's not good enough. 
There were people on Twitter last night, one of them who I think is sitting at his cubicle just outside the TCL broadcast studios, and he's welcome to come in here and talk about it if he wants, who were excited just by the mere fact that you were involved in a big deal. Even though you didn't get the best player or the big piece in the deal, you were excited that you were involved in a big deal. I'm sorry, that doesn't do it for me. All right. I don't agree with you, but I really see your point about the return on Gratterall, okay? So, like, we we just disagree fundamentally about that, but I, I get what you're saying, and I could be swayed towards that direction. Where you lose me is the Mookie Betts component, because Mookie Betts would take... You would have to package Gratterall and another top prospect, who, who by the way, you could probably pra- uh, package in July for more starting pitching, and get and get a guy. Same can be said for Gratterall. And get a guy right, but get a guy back for one year who ain't staying here. When y- your lineup construction right now is not the issue, it's pitching. I want pitching, pitching, pitching. I want starting pitching. Your bullpen's in good shape. Your lineup is in good shape. So you lose me there. Because I would rather trade Gratterall as a sole piece, who I think we can all agree there's a decent chance he's going to break down. I would rather trade him to the Red Sox as a sole piece right now and then use another piece that you would have had to use to get bets Mm -hmm. to get another starting pitcher in July. Okay, let let me come at it from a different perspective here, too. Because, again, I I think think we're we're getting caught up in Kenta Maeda and... He's an he's an average pitcher because he has a, he had a four ERA and four is average. I right? said above average. I see a lot of people slinging around the word average, and so you're saying above average. What if instead of Kenta Maeda, what if they just got a clone of Jose Barrios? How would you would you feel better or worse about the trade if they got a clone of Jose Barrios and you got three years of him? You're going to read off a bunch of numbers to me that are similar to Jose Barrios. You know me so well. <laughs> BaseballReference.com. I saw our, it this morning. Our buddy, our buddy, loyal listener Ted Schwarzler, who does some stuff for Twins Daily, he has the side by side comparison of Jose Barrios and Kenta Maeda in their careers to this point, and it's literally the same pitcher minus just a couple of ERA points here and there. It's the same strikeout rates. It's the same ERAs. It's the same advanced ERA. It's the same strikeout uh, uh, walk rates, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, now, obviously, Barrios is much more likely to pitch 200 innings in a season than Kenta Maeda, who has. If you get 150 out of Maeda, then I think you're you're doing pretty well. He's pitched out of the bullpen a lot for the Dodgers. 651-646-8255. Phone lines are full right now as we go back and forth here. Sam in Oakdale, you're on Score North. What, are you, thumbs up or thumbs down? Are you with Rami or, or Judd and I? I'm with Judd and you. I got a quick comment for, for Rami. So I live in Oakdale. I work in St. Paul, so I need a car. I have a raffle ticket with a 1-50 shot at winning a Rolls-Royce, uh, but Mackie told me that he'd trade his uh, 2019 RAV4 from Luther Brookdale, excuse me, Luther Brookdale Toyota, and I'm taking it. Uh, Bruzdar isn't too big of a chip in my mind for, for what we got. Great safety features on that RAV4, too, as well. Stop in. And I heard their stadium. I tonight. heard their new stadium is really nice. It's amazing. Yeah, Sam, thank you for the, thank you for the plug. What bar, too. is that right? And that's, I've been in that car. Great car. Great safety features. You got like the uh, the smart smart car. It's a smart car, right? It's 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 smart you get, enough. You got all the apps smart right there car. on your screen. <laughs> Great car. Something tells me there's probably a better car somewhere on the lot over there at Luther Brookdale a, Toyota. A better car. A better car. There's got to be a better car somewhere on that lot, right? There's definitely a newer car, like some kind of luxury car. You know what I mean? With all the bells and whistles. A Highlander. A Highlander. Yeah. Something like 
Something like that. What about a Forerunner? You guys want to shop for RAV4s? By all means, it's a nice car. A Tundra? You want a Tundra? You go shopping. You go shopping for a Tundra. John in Maple Lake, thumbs up or thumbs yeah. down on the trade? You're on Score North. I'm with Rami all the way. Boy, this is. The, think, did, you, uh, did you rig these calls? I don't know anybody is, in Minnesota, man. Did we change our? Are, they, are these people just calling Rami's cell phone? I'm in a building with all the people I know in this state. Who Jonathan's am I going to get to call in? <laughs> I, right. I, I think it has a lot less to do with uh, Gratterall and a lot more to do with Maeda. Uh, you know, we've got a lineup that should carry us to the playoffs before we brought in Maeda. And so I'm only concerned about the playoffs. And frankly, Rich Hill was in the starting lineup for the Dodgers. Or sorry, the in their starting rotation for the Dodgers, and Maeda wasn't. So where where does in the playoffs if we have a healthy pitching staff, where is Maeda? It, to me, it looks like he's in the bullpen, and that really doesn't help our rotation. Well, I would say, and thank you, thank you, John. Even though you and Rami are just a hundred percent wrong, that's fine. But he might um, be, and that's okay. So if if he's in the bullpen, that's the role that he has filled for the Dodgers. Have you have you guys looked at Kenta Maeda's uh, small sample size alert, his postseason numbers? Yes, they're outstanding. There's a lot of evidence that this is a dude that steps up in the postseason. And the Twins, let's be honest, we've been watching this team in the playoffs for almost 20 years. This team doesn't have a lot of guys that step up in the postseason. He does. His ERA is almost a full run lower in the postseason. So now all of a sudden, he's enough. Maeda's enough. No, he's we're, not all the, sa- we're, all sad- we're all satisfied with no, Maeda. no, no. We're we're operating. You don't need to go and get that, dude. All of a sudden, we're he's... operating under the assumption they're not done yet. Now they're they are in the pool, man. They're going to have to. They they basically are admitting we probably have to make one more significant move in July. That's the key here. That's what last night shows us. That's what Donaldson shows us. They are now acknowledging that 2020 is an enormous year for this franchise. That's the good thing. We're we're halfway down that slide, baby, and there ain't no grabbing on and stopping us now. We're going down that slide and off that cliff, and it's going to be a hell of a ride. And that's why I like what they did last night. And I would say two things in response to that. A, I'm not convinced that now they're just, you know, willing to spend freely among the prospects that they have to go and get that dude because they haven't done it to this point. They traded Bruce Star Gratterall. And that's it. And two, I was at the point you're at today, yesterday, where I thought they had bridged the gap between now and adding that guy to the rotation. No, no, they no. just made their they just improved their a chances a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that yesterday you looked at that rotation and Homer Bailey being the opening day number three and had them winning and said, the division? Okay. And had them winning the division. Yes. Right, right. But I'm saying now, now, now you've got them doing that and potentially making a playoff run with one more right move. That's the key here. But I thought they this were is a po- long play again. I thought they were in position to make a good playoff run with one more mm-hmm. right move yesterday. The other thing you have to account for this here puts them is, in is a better position. Look what happened last year, and last year it was even more of a drastic impact negatively because you didn't have enough depth to even fill out a playoff rotation. You're gonna you're gonna suffer a couple more injuries too. We talk about well, Pineda's gonna sit out the first 38 games or whatever, and Rich Hill may or may not be back in June or July with the the arm surgery. Well, who's to say that Jacob Arizzi doesn't suffer a, a you know, whatever, like a strained oblique or something, and he has to sit out for two months. Just having five to seven guys who are reliable and quality, and not have to just go into the season with well, our number. This is I, I can tell you, watching twenty years of Twins baseball under the Terry Ryan regime, and now even the last three years under Falvey and Levine, 
how many bleeping times they went into the season crossing their fingers and hoping that, well, somebody will emerge for the number four and number five spots in this thing. Shove all those guys down. Shove them down to the eight, nine, ten spots and make them climb that ladder by actually dominating in the minor leagues as opposed to, well, I guess Scott Diamond's going to be our number five starter because he won the spring training battle. No. Now you have to beat out Michael Pineda. Now you have to beat out potentially Rich Hill or even like Homer Bailey. Like Homer Bailey, is he's terrible. but He's not assured of something, though. No. But at least he shoves Randy Dobnak down, and now Randy well, and Dobnak he gets has, shoved to, down, has to more earn it. Yes. Yes. And, I, and also, like, you can't have it both ways if you've been banging on the drum of, why don't the Twins ever give up prospects for win-now pieces? And then when they do, boy, I don't know, Bruce Dark Gratterall is a lot to give up. Like, this is what happens. You have to sometimes overpay, in air quotes, in terms of prospect value to get win-now pieces. You're not just going to be able to fleece everybody. And so maybe they, maybe they do lose this trade long-term. But Kenta Maeda helps you now. Helps you now, in the immediate future, of winning in the regular season. And maybe in the postseason. But the maybe, we'll to, the maybe to me, is is what puts a question mark over this whole trade. And and Bruce Dog Gratterall could wind up I'm not, having I'm a not, I'm third not, arm surgery. I'm not trading top prospects for maybe playoff success. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Let's go to let's go to Dave here on line two. What's up, Dave? You're on Score North. Yay or nay? Well, I'm kind of I hate to go Switzerland on you, Phil, but let me ask you this: If you put Josh Donaldson in the playoffs last year with this Maeda character, okay? Uh, listen, I'm a Reds fan, too, so I followed Homer Bailey for years. Uh, do you really think that you're going to win in advance in the playoffs? The answer is no. Uh, it's like the Vikings' offensive line. Uh, you know, I'd rather go and push Rios down a spot um, to the second spot or whatever. I think you've got to look at, guys, you've got to get a guy that can, that can be a game changer. And I think Judd's right. If it happens at the trade deadline, fine. If it doesn't, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to be talking about hype again and, and, you know, go back to 87 and 91. You don't have the same defense that you had back then with the Twins. You got to think about that too. So I like where they're going, continue where they need to do. I'm not so sure that giving up Gratterall, um, for that in exchange is the right thing to do, but I do feel like the next move is going to be the, the test. And I think that you're still much further away than we think we need to be, I think, to compete with the big boys, guys, in, in the American League. All right, that's, that's Dave. Okay, I'll stop you there, Dave, and say this. Look at the American League right now. The Yankees look damn good, all right? Now, Paxton had surgery today, and so he's out three to four months, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a blow to them, but they got Garrett Cole. The Yankees look very, very good. But after that, this thing's wide open. I, I think Houston goes backwards. I'm sorry. The the they amount will. the amount of turbulence that they have had and Hinch being fired, I don't think that you just say, oh, we'll roll with the punches. It's going to be great. Let's just go back to it. We don't know a lot about this team. And they're about to be tested um, both on and off the field in ways that they have not been tested. And after that, okay, because I think it was previous to the cheating scandal being publicized. It was Yankees-Houston probably. Look at the American League after the Yankees. Twins are right up there. There's nobody else who you look at and say, boy, you're not, oh, no, 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 you're not. Boston's actively done, gotten out. They don't have a manager yet. They don't care. Um, Oakland might be good, but they're Oakland. Tampa might be good, but they're Tampa. The Angels you never know about. So 
I would warn Dave and say, don't think the American League is this stacked, formidable thing. I think it's got one team, and then I think the Twins are very close to to potentially, and I'll I'll say it potentially, okay, being the second-best team or certainly in that conversation. I I genuinely feel like, in just looking at social media feedback and the calls we've taken so far, it feels like like maybe like a 60-40 split. I think just slightly more people like the trade. But there's a lot of people that and don't. Maybe ask yourself, do you like the trade or do you just like that they made a trade? Like, there are a lot of people who don't really want to get married to the person that they're married to, but they're just so dead set on the idea of marriage that they end up in a, in a bad marriage. So just ask yourself, did you really want this trade or did you just want a trade? You're saying Kenta Maeda might not be the best at, I don't know, doing his chores around the house? Possibly. I don't know. Just put the seat up, okay? Lee in Minneapolis, you're on Score North. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, man. What do you think? Uh, you got to do this trade. And I just got to say two things. First of all, this if you take context out of it, which is what most of this argument is about, is should you get someone else, what are your other needs? If you just look at a mid-rotation starter you have on an imminently affordable deal for four years of control for a prospect, it's a no-brainer. You got to do that trade. The reason I called, though, and I got to take issue with Rami on this, is if you're in any way, shape, or form implying that the league's value on greater all is, we know what that is because Boston was willing to trade bets for him, is an insane statement. No, I'm saying, I know, I'm not saying the league. Rami Rami was was concussed. I'm not saying the league. I'm I'm saying, I'm saying, I know how Boston values him. I know how Boston values him because they just traded for him. That's not true. Boston valued Verdugo is worth three wins last okay. year. And, and I said, getting rid of and I a said, ton of money on David Price. Gretarol, where both teams value Gretarol in this was at Maeda, not at best. Yeah, and I said, I understand all the implications that go with it, including training a prospect on the level of Verdugo and taking some of the contract of David Price. I didn't I didn't I didn't dismiss any of that or 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 I'm not uninformed in terms of that. I know that that's part of the deal and I'm saying do that deal. I'm saying give him Alex Kirloff along with Bruce Stargraderall and take some of David Price's contract in return and go in a World Series in 2020. I, well, those are separate issues. Whether not you really. Trade for an A star. No, they 100% are. Gratterall is not getting you bets, and he's not getting you an A star. He just did get bets. What am I missing he here? Not. Am I in Bizarro World? He did. You are in Bizarro World. They traded for Verdugo and got rid of prices. And I'm telling you, give him Alex Kirloff and Bruce Dar Gratterall, take David Price and Mookie Betts. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't think so. I'm going all in, man. I'm trying to win championships. Y'all go ahead and be excited that you're making trades. I want you to be excited that you're winning championships. Have a nice day. Listen, Lee, I'm in your your corner here, but I feel like you're doing a pretty pretty good job in the ring, and and, uh, the, the bell has sounded for the end of the round. Lee can fight his own fights there, Lee and Lee and say Michael, or Lee and Minneapolis. Listen, the idea of trading Alex Kirloff or Royce Lewis for one year of Mookie Betts is ridiculous to me. Okay, the Dodgers just did it, but I want. But I don't understand what part of the my statement of I want pitching. I, I don't. I don't need my lineup's good. It's really good. And you're. Assuming I don't want you're, one year of Mookie Betts. You're assuming you're going to get pitching, and I'm telling you that's not a foregone conclusion. No, it's not. But the better, the more I upgrade my pitching, which the, I think we all agree that they did last night. The more I'm strengthening my ball club. And if you give me the choice between Maeda. And keeping Alex Kirloff, because that's essentially what this comes down to, mm-hmm. or getting Mookie Betts and taking David Price off their hands, give me the latter.
See, Give me I, what's behind door number two. Something else that I we, can't like, do that. we the, this this is going to strike a nerve with you know the the Twins are cheap and always play the long game. The Dodgers, because of how much money they can afford to eat, just the the revenue that comes in, the the Dodgers can put a two hundred plus million dollar payroll out and come nowhere near losing money as an organization or a business. The Twins are not in that spot. For the Twins to go up to one hundred eighty or hundred or two hundred million, like the ownership would actively take a multi-million dollar bath for that year. Whatever, like we can debate whether they should or shouldn't consider that. But the Dodgers can more freely say, you know what, we'll give up one of our top two or three prospects for one year of Mookie Betts because, A, we could and take on some of David Price's contract because, A, we've got the money to do so, and B, we can always find a way to spin players for prospects the other way around. We can just we can take on extra money for players and not give up prospects in return that are of of equal value. So, like, the Twins have to be, what I'm saying is, the Twins have to be mindful of the long game more than big market teams. And that means not just giving away Alex Kirloff and Royce Lewis. I'm open to trading those guys, but I need more than one year of a star player. I need at least two or three years to give me some extra value. Not if that guy is Mookie Betts. We're talking about the second best player in baseball. But does Mookie Betts... Give you, let's say the Twins right now have a 10% chance to win the World Series. They don't. Okay. That's way too high. Okay. Eight, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Five or 8%. It's still too high. Mookie Betts doesn't make it 50. No. Mookie Betts doesn't make it 20. He improves it significantly. But From he, wherever he, it is now, but it's not he like improves the NBA. it significantly. It's not like the Warriors add Kevin Durant and it's 90% he imp- chance. He improves it far more than Maeda does and more than just about any pitcher that you're going to go out there and get does. Because like he's out on the, the baseball field every day. I'd like to see the odds, and, and these were up on MLB Network yesterday, the Dodgers' odds for winning the World Series before and after the trade, it wasn't like it went from 6% to 40%. So are you willing What's, to give up Royce Lewis or Alex Kirloff for like a 3% extra chance to win the World Series? And by the way, outfield is a spot of strength for the Twins. If the Twins' outfield stays healthy... Then I know, so adding, you have more to trade. Adding Mookie Betts on top of that outfield doesn't move the needle as much as making the pitching better. So now you have more to trade from your outfield, Duff. Perfect. Go we, get some pitching. we got to hit a break here. But this is, I mean, listen, we just spent an hour debating a Twins trade a week before spring training. I love you it, know, This is so much fun. Fantastic. I love it. And we will mix in some more of your calls in the 5 o'clock hour, but Write That Down is coming up next. I forgot all about that Write That Down. I'm not even going to lie. Up until this moment, I forgot all about Write That How Down. How you forget about Write That Down? Because I've been busy fighting people off all day <laughs> who are so happy that the Twins made a trade. To, and they tried to correct you all day long, and you I won't think, listen to them. You know, I think people misunderstood when I said make the trade, plan the parade. You don't get a parade just for making a trade, guys. That's not how this works. You have to go and win a World Series. People are acting today like they like it, like it, they did it. Like they're done. They crossed the finish line. They made a trade. Hang the mission accomplished sign over your head. By the way, if you want to yell at Rami, it's at Rami is tweeting. Just just yell at him like everybody else is. At Phil Mackey, at Jay Zilgad on Twitter. What am I going to write down? I don't even know what to write down. We're hanging out here in the TCL studios. Mookie Betts will never be a twin. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand, and TCL is available inside any major local retailer here in the Twin Cities. You can find out why TCL has the best picture quality, why TCL has the most connected options if you're a cord cutter. I've been a cord cutter now for about a month. Feels great. Feels amazing. Last night, flipping around YouTube TV, just watching all these different Minnesota sports trades popping out 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock last night. I love the mix of sports and entertainment options that stream right to my TCL TV without a million cords, without having to pay $20 a month rental fees for a box and more cords. 
you can uh, you can get that same experience if you're a cord cutter. There's no better TV than a TCL TV. TCLUSA.com and any major local retailer in the Twin Cities. Let's also talk about taxes. I know. Very exciting. But Dale Tondrick spends his life thinking about how you can save more money for retirement, how you can put money into your bank account, your savings account, your long-term investment account versus putting extra money into the government or just flushing that money down the toilet. There are so many examples in history of tax rate spikes. I mean, as recently as the 1980s, we had some folks subjected to 70% taxes in this country. You never know when taxes could spike again, even though we're in a pretty good low bracket right now. Are you prepared to see more of your retirement dollars shifted away from you and toward the government? Well, it's time to get a plan in place to legally minimize what you pay in taxes and protect your future retirement income and the wealth you've spent a lifetime creating. Get a free tax analysis and financial review with Dale Tondrick at 952-401-1671, 952-401-1671, or visit myinvestingcoach.com, myinvestingcoach.com. Write that down. Coming up next. It's like moist and delicious. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. All right. It is Wednesday at 5 o'clock, which means we make predictions and hold each other accountable. Hmm. As far as we know, until Get Up steals it on ESPN, we are the only sports talk show in the country that keeps track of every prediction we make in this segment. We didn't tell Mike. It's wicked. We didn't tell Mike Greenberg about... Write that down, did we? No, but someone, okay. one of our listeners tweeted yesterday or emailed and said, why, why don't you guys get Greeny on Write That Down sometime? We should. And then he'll steal it and put it on Get Up. As the guest picker? Yeah. Or as the guest predictor? He'd love this segment. He'd love it. I think Greeny loves himself some Mackie and Jeb with Rami. I think he's into it. <laughs> <clears throat> Just going to let that go. <laughs> so here's how the segment works. <laughs> we'll let Jonathan turn that into a drop, actually. How does the segment work, Phil? Just move on. We go through all We're of trying. our predictions. We go through all of our predictions. And we uh, we ding each other for incorrect predictions. And we give points and hits for correct predictions. And we keep track of two things, batting averages and home runs. And we'll get to those standings in just a second here. Also, something we're doing new in 2020, instead of just opening the floodgates for listeners to submit predictions wildly throughout the week through social media, we are welcoming one listener every Wednesday of the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show to the show to make their predictions. So Ryan L., we're going to get to him in just a second. He is the guest predictor this week for uh, for the listener portion. And you can get on that list if you want. You can go to wherever you download your apps, Apple, the uh, Google Play Store, and you can download the Score North app. You can register and you can enter to be a guest predictor here. On, write that down. You guys ready to go through? Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. The accountability session here. Let's start with Judd. Okay. I don't think this week's good for me. I think I maintain a zero batting average. We'll see. It depends. We'll see. Okay. If I was tracking correctly. Judd, you said John Gruden would be let go after or during the 2019 season. I think we've gone far enough here. We're into February. I don't think he's going to oh, be let I'm, go at okay. this point. By the Raiders. So yeah. 
We're going to buzz you for that one. Fair enough. All right. Jonathan, the reigning defending batting average champion. I've Still write that down here. They come out to the car. Week six, trophy list. Stay in the car. I don't think. Come out to the car. Get out of the car. I'll give you the trophy. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> keep keep going. It's in the trunk. <laughs> Game changer. Got some beer back there, too. It's wanna, smart. It's wicked smart. You want beer? He's got smart pack! Yeah, just right by my car. Just go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just right around the corner there. Hey, you get back there. Is just over co- there. Is it car? Look at this guy. What type of accent oh, are we doing here? Let car me, or car? Let it's me car. live my life, would you? It's car. It's, it's an honest question. Man, he's right. It is car. Stop it. Part now. Stop it. Jonathan, you predicted Kevin Stefanski would get a head coaching gig. I feel like we already did this one, but it wasn't in my notes. That Stefanski would get a head coaching gig, part one of a three-part parlay. The Giants would fire Pat Shermer, but that the Vikings would bring in Pat Shermer as their offensive <sighs> coordinator. Close. So you almost, almost had Two it there. Three. You also said Carmelo Anthony would be released by the Blazers by the end of January. <laughs> He's still on the team, last no. I checked. And it's February 5th. Manny Hill. You said Damian Wilson, former gopher, would return an interception for a touchdown and be named Super Bowl MVP. That was, that was a home run swing. A home run swing, yep. yep. I remember happen. it. I liked it, though. And you said Raheem Mostert would score the first touchdown of the Super Bowl. He did score a touchdown. Scored the third. Wasn't uh, wasn't the first one. But you did say Eli Manning would retire after the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. So you're on the board. Let's get to Rami here. I'm going to need a little bit of help. It sounds like it sounds like these are all wrong. But you said Demi Lovato would sing the Super Bowl national anthem in at least two minutes and forty five seconds or longer. She actually came in at 1 minute and I, 50 seconds. Yeah, I, I was wrong either way, so I'm not trying to get a point here. I thought I just said she, I took the over on 2 minutes. I thought the but either way, I'm I'm wrong. pretty sure you went it you went matter. above and beyond. Okay. You thought she would be very self-aggrandizing. Okay. And, yeah. How long was it? Minute 56. Minute 50. I timed it. Okay. It was a minute 56. So, that's uh mm-hmm. You like said that. the Super Bowl broadcast would not show the video of Andy Reid. Oh, I got Reed this one right. Doing actually, the punt, pass I, and kick competition. Unless I missed something. I don't think they showed think it during they showed the game. It. Nope. Not during the game. During nope, the pregame, like you you imagine they would. But during the game. Yeah, yeah, very specific not. about during the game. Nice. Mm-hmm. You said Jennifer Lopez would show butt cleavage you know, at the Super Bowl halftime show. I didn't think she did, and I didn't think that the outfits would even allow it, but somebody tweeted me while the halftime show was going on, and I was making tacos, so I, didn't, I missed plenty of the halftime show somehow. Um, somebody tweeted me. Rot, they just all it said all it was just my my handle. They just tagged me and it just it just said Rami is tweeting butt cleavage exclamation point. Did I miss something? Was there butt cleavage? I don't know. I don't think there was. I don't know if I have a full definition for what it is. But that's what I was going to say. It's very much Carl Anthony Towns is the man. I mean, there has to be some like, way we can check butt, this. Like what part no, no, of the no, no. butt is butt cleavage? There has to be some way we can check this. Because the upper thigh. It's confusing to me. This was a real prop bet. This was a real prop bet that websites were posting. There has to be a way to check. Why weren't you watching? Like you put this was a write that down. I was making tacos. It's no time to make tacos. It's taco time. Who's time to watch for butt cleavage? <laughs> It's a, it's a no. Unless someone, so? unless someone can show proof and, gonna, and explain gonna, what it is. Even. I'm going to do some research. Okay. I'm going to do some research. But you, you did. We have yes. one more on the on the board for you. You said back at the beginning of January that the Twins would have a pitcher in their starting rotation by opening day 
that is not currently on their 40-man roster, and that man will be Kenta Maeda. And the and the, the use of the word by opening day, he's meant to be in the starting rotation if he gets injured. I, the spirit of the prediction is correct. I agree. They would sign another pitcher. Fine work. All right. Listeners had nothing come off the board this last week. I had a few things come off the board, or it looks like two of them. I told you guys the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl, and Andy Reid would eat or smell a food item of some kind in his post-game press conference. He talked about double cheeseburgers, but nobody actually brought one to him. Didn't need any. And then I told you on Friday night, LeBron would either score exactly 24 points in one quarter or 60 points for the game. He only scored 23 for the game. And so that brings us to the batting average standings. I, Phil Mackey, am batting 400 after one month here. Manny Hill is batting 333. Judd at 222. Rami at 200. Jonathan at 125. Listeners still (laughs) over on the season, and we have no home runs that have come off the board so far. So, Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Pressure is How did you win the title, Jonathan? Oh, I know how. Don't we let him. Don't answer the question. Yeah, Yeah, that's our fault. Gave it away. He was sixth in the standings. Just like the Twins let the Dodgers get Mookie Betts. Oh, jeez. We'll get back to that later. All right. Hold on. That's loud. So Ryan L. is our our guest predictor here on behalf of the listeners. Ryan, thank you for for volunteering your services today. Are you ready to take some big swings here in your first ever Write That Down session? I'm ready. Thanks for having me. Right on, man. So we're going to start with you, Ryan. You're going to give your first prediction. It must be quantifiable in some way. And then we're going to go around the room, Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, myself, and then we'll do three laps around so fire away. You are batting leadoff, Ryan, on behalf of the listeners. Okay, Write it down. You like writing things down. I'll stick with the twin talk. Nelson Cruz and Josh Donaldson will combine for at least 80 home runs this year. Ooh. I like it. I like that. I agree he's going with that. All right, Judd Zolgad. <laughs> Write this down. They had Mookie Betts to help out with that, right? Actually, before I uh, give my write that down, I want you to write this down. The Walgrave Real Estate Group will guarantee the sale of your home. That's right. I said guarantee. If you're thinking about making a move and selling your home, I want you to go to Jason's. That's plural. Jason'sGuarantee.com. And click on the guaranteed sale button to learn more. And we appreciate the Walgrave Real Estate team sponsoring. Write that down. Write this down. Kenta Maeda will win at least one game out of the bullpen for the Twins in the playoffs. That's right. So he's going to get a, a he's going to get he's going to get a pitcher he's gonna win. Get a w. He's going to get a W out of the bullpen though. I'm being very specific here. In the postseason, okay. At least write one. this down. Write that down. All right, it's kind of kind of a parlay there. You're predicting the Twins get to the postseason, and Maeda. I am high on Twins Kool Aid today. <laughs> Jonathan Harrison shouldn't be dropped next. I believe I made this prediction earlier and was right on it that the Twins would make trade make a trade for starting pitching by opening day. I'm going to do it again, but I'm going to up it a little bit. They'll make another trade for starting pitching by opening day, and this time Rami will be happy with the trade. Ooh. See, I could just say I'm not happy to I make could. sure he doesn't get that. But I gave you the truth. I feel like you're a noble guy, though. I don't, I would. I don't think you would. And do that, that will make Rami the man when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Manny Hill. Kenta Maeda will be an all-star in 2020. <laughs> Wait. Ooh. Did you guys not tell me this is a home run edition? I didn't know this was a home run edition. I don't have home runs for you. Write this down. You weren't even prepared for the segment 10 minutes ago. I mean, at all. You just I mean, found out that we were doing this 10 minutes ago. At all. I know. I mean, Jake Oda Rizzi was an, out, was an all-star last year. I'm not ripping you, Manny. 
I mean, it was solid. Write it down. You like writing things down. I, it, I mean, I'm not going to say. Shot at Manny I'm not going to I'm not gonna say Kenta Maeda is going to be the man or that <laughs> he's going to pitch an inning for the Twins. That's, you know. I'm Manny's, go on Manny's, a Manny's bit, uh, knocking the dirt off his cleats and taking a swing. Yeah. He's also batting 333. Mm-hmm. Write this down. Back still, to Rami. Still coming up with these as we go along. Um, the Twins will not trade for a pitcher better than Jose Barrios, who you can slot in the rotation ahead of Jose Barrios. Ooh, that's tough to quantify. Is that that hard to quantify? Pass a ruling on that. Uh, we're going to need, yeah, we're going to need more clarification there. Such as what? So, so you could. Here's what you could do if it's ambiguous, mm-hmm. because we have to find out. We have to draw a line. That Is that pitcher better than Barrios or not? If you trust that the room votes yes or no. Let's say they trade for David, you know, David Price. So I don't know that Let's I trust you guys Price. to be as noble as I am. Then you got to come up with something quantifiable. Yeah, I feel like you're... Yeah, I, I can't quantify this at all. I, What's better than Jose Barrios? What's, what if Kenta Maeda ends up being better than Jose Barrios this year? That doesn't matter. I'm saying they won't acquire a pitcher between now and the trade deadline. But then that means they already had. But that's got nothing to do with my prediction. So I'm saying that they won't acquire a pitcher between so you, now and the Ron, trade. I'm just trying to why get not, you going. Why don't you just? Why don't you just? <laughs> come on, Maclob. Why don't you just really say they easy. won't acquire a starting pitcher between now and the trade? Yeah, no, I mean they might. They might go and get another middling starting pitcher who doesn't give them a better chance to win a World Series. That's a thing that could. Ha- All right, I'll come back around to this. I'll just say Kenta Maeda will start a playoff game because everybody's acting like he won't like oh he'll be in the bullpen by then cuz they're going to go get Cy Young. He will start a playoff game <laughs> for the Minnesota <laughs> Twins. That stuff is great. If they just got, down. got Mookie Betts, Rami would write it down. You I'd like writing thrilled, things down? Dude, if they got Mookie Betts, can you imagine? Kirloff, Lewis, Gratterall. Can you imagine? Now, for real, for a second. Falvey trades himself we, to can Boston. We pump, can we can we pump the brakes on the segment for a second and let me real like Put yourself in that reality for a second. Imagine you're coming into work today, and the Twins traded for Mookie freaking Betts, dude. Game changer. Exactly. Could he start opening day? Exactly. There, we would not even be thinking about who's starting on opening day. There is no right. way you know possible. What? Bleep it. We'd even be thinking Write this about down. who's starting. Write it down. You day. like writing things down? Write this down. Byron Buxton will have more wins above replacement in 2020 than Mookie Betts. Come on. I'm glad I baited you into that. Bring the lumber. Wow. (laughs) I'm glad I baited you into that. Byron Buxton. Back to Ryan. Listener Ryan. Going in like Ivan Drago on that one. (laughs) Okay. uh, A.J. Green will catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady for the New England Patriots this year. Wow. That's kind of a parlay there, too. All right. Put Ryan back. That was out of nowhere, too. I like that. Hmm. Write this down. All right, Judd Zilgad. <sighs> Max Kepler will hit the Twins' first home run of spring training. Okay. Max Kepler will hit the Twins' first home run of spring training. Now, they they play the Gophers in a scrimmage the day before. I don't so think that's like first count. official game. I'm fine. Let's, let's say big league game. Okay. I didn't think of it in that term. Write that game. down. All right. Back to Jonathan Harrison. Prediction number two from you. Uh, prediction number two from me goes against what Ryan just said. Tom Brady will play for the Las Vegas Raiders in 2020. See, I just think that's a recipe for disaster on all fronts. And I'm here for it. I just I don't know if we grew in Brady. Great retort, Jonathan. <laughs> Compelling TV, I guess. Write this down. Manny Hill. The Los Angeles Lakers will win the NBA championship in 2020, and they will win the finals in six games or less, and Anthony Davis will be the finals MVP. Wow. wow. This, is, this is a parlay. Wow. Yep. All of this NBA in finals parlay in, in February? Yeah. Wow. 
Write this down. Write it down. You like writing did, things down. I did plenty of them last year. I had the <laughs> three teams. I, I had the the Raptors. I think I had the Celtics in the finals at one point. Because <laughs> you the did, Raptors one I got right. Obviously, you did a parlay with the Raptors and Maple Leafs, right? Yeah. That both Toronto yeah. teams would make the finals. That's yeah. right. And the Leafs got knocked out in the first round, didn't they? You know, it's and just just to clarify, what was your the first part of your prediction again? The Los Angeles Lakers will win the NBA championship in 2020. Okay. It's pretty rare that someone makes a prediction in this segment and someone else gets yeah. a point. Because I predicted three months ago, Manny will predict that the Lakers win the NBA championship <laughs> at some point. <laughs> It's a retroactive victory. That's amazing. That's a first to write that down. Thank you very much. Wow. Back to Rami Maclough. In progress. (laughs) Mookie Betts will have a higher war than Byron Buxton and Kenta Maeda combined. Whoa! Write that down. (laughs) Amazing, dude. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. All right. Write this down. The Twins will play in the World Series in 2020. I'm going to be the first on the show to go there. The Twins will play in the World Series. You should have saved that for a home run edition, man. Save that one for a home run edition. There's more. There might be more. More than that? You're going further than that? We'll see. Write it down. You like writing things down? We'll see. All right, Ryan, this is your last swing. Make it count. Okay. The Timberwolves will run this current... Losing streak to at least 20 games, or they'll have a, another double-digit losing streak this season. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Good stuff. Ryan, Ryan L., on behalf of listeners, we appreciate you. Any final words from you today in your Write That Down debut? Uh, uh, no, thanks for having me, and hopefully uh, Rami will win a cram session before the Wolves win. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, I don't, I don't put much stock in wins and losses in that anyways because it's all a fraud, so I'm not too worried about it. Someone's just upset. <laughs> and now you've just Ryan really back. cost yourself another chance Triggered. to win. It's fine. Oh, Write this down. Judd, your final prediction this week. I need to win that. My final prediction this week. Sink to those depths. You can write this down. Triggered. That's a great Twitter handle. That's a great term. Rami is triggered. Rami is triggered is a great That's a great term. Somebody please create Rami is triggered and just troll the hell out of Rami. It'll be done by the end of the show. I guarantee you someone will do it. It might be Manny. Carl Anthony Towns will be traded by the Wolves this offseason. Wow. I hate to say it, but I will. Write this down. This Write it down. You like writing I things that down. Prediction last week, and I named a specific team. Oh, okay. Hold on a second then. I will rephrase for the, uh, if it pleases the I'm just the trying judge. to bait you right now. You don't have to do it, obviously. No, 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 no. Man, I feel Mandy I do. said, Mandy no, said I the feel, Suns. I feel mm-hmm. I do. I feel mm-hmm. I do. Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins both will be traded by the Wolves Ooh, this offseason. Wow. None of, no one will be back with this team who is basically on the opening night That's 2000. That's really things up. 1920, Russ. <laughs> well, I mean, last night you took as big a step as you possibly could. They traded like 17 <laughs> guys last night. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Jonathan. Your final prediction of the week. Andrew Wiggins will not be a member of the Timberwolves by this time tomorrow. Oh. You're going to play Golden State, huh? You think Golden State's going to take him? Absolutely. Someone will take him. (laughs) Write this down. Manny Hill. All Phil's work. Didn't work out. Spicy. Look me in the eye and tell me you'll try hard. I'll try hard. (laughs) Thank you, Andrew. Bye. I got to go back to work. Uh... 
I don't think this is a home run, but it's a fairly substantial prediction, I think. <laughs> the uh, Gopher men's basketball team will win the NIT this year. That would be his his second, Richard Pitino's second NIT championship, right? Yep. If that happened. Cause he Write it down. You like writing things down. Came on the scene and won the NIT. All right, mm-hmm. Rami. Fire away here. I'm going to circle back around in my first prediction and quantify it. The Twins won't acquire a pitcher who finishes the season with a better war than Jose Barrios. Okay. They will not acquire a pitcher who has a better war so than full, Jose Barrios. So full season war, full season not war. Twins no. war. No, full okay. season war. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. All right. I told you I'd build off this World Series prediction. Not only will the Twins play in the World Series in 2020, Kenta Maeda will strike out a Dodgers hitter in the World Series in 2020. And his name? Mookie Betts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave my prediction as it is, but Judd knows what I'm getting at here. So that's it. Those are your predictions. Write it down. You like writing things down. On this Wednesday, <laughs> February 5th. Was, was probably my favorite part of today's. Yeah, Write that please down. Please somebody segment. create that account. Just be amazing. Oh, I already had. There's already Rami is roofing. There is uh, a yeah. sports stepdad. I got a lot of parody accounts out there. Nothing wrong with a that. A few from my Milwaukee days. I don't know what it is about me that inspires people to go and create these Twitter accounts. It's an but easy target. I thank guess. you. I appreciate it. Uh, more Red Sox vent line before the show oh. is over, and we'll hear Royce's thoughts on a couple big trades from yesterday. Mackie and Jeb with Rami from the TCL Studios. Jonathan here with the Score North download. We'll get you back to Mackie and Judd with Rami in just a second. But this download brought to you by Team Mackie for the Big Climb Minneapolis. Ken Rosenthal talking about the Twins trade yesterday, saying this on their chances in the AL Central. Distance themselves again from the rest of the pack in the AL Central. The White Sox are better, there's no doubt about it. The Indians are still the Indians as long as they have Lindor and the quality pitching, even without Kluber. But... What the Twins have done is separate themselves a little bit. It's smart. It's wicked smart. Heck yeah, it's wicked smart. Join Team Mackey on February 15th for this year's Big Climb Minneapolis to raise money to fight blood cancer, benefiting the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Donate to our team or join Team Mackey for just $20 when you use the promo code Mackey. Go to scorenorth.com slash big climb now. Now back to Mackey and Judd with Rami. But the owners of the Red Sox are greedy, arrogant, selfish, narcissist D-bags. We're paying 250 a seat, 17 a beer, 75 to park. I say this to Red Sox Nation, boycott them. Smart Pack? Look who's got Smart Pack. I packed it and then unpacked it. Game changer. Seriously. Now, two caveats. Maybe they know more about Mookie's cheating than, than we do. Maybe they think it's built on a house of cards. Or two, they go after him hard next offseason. I will give them a, you know, a caveat there. They could be in the mix next year. Neither. Neither, neither, neither. They traded away a legitimately great prospect, and it's because they pissed away their money on the wrong guys. Dombrowski overspent. He drunk sailored them into having to get rid of Mookie. Red Sox vet line, courtesy of WEI. Oh, so good. Amazing. Not so only good. do we have one Robbie is triggered Twitter account, we have two Robbie is, tweet- Robbie is triggered Twitter accounts. We started the during the break. And the second we one the has the ones. other Rami, or the other yeah. 
As is, as the profile picture. No, that's the first one. He ch- he already has changed his profile picture. He had one picture of me putting a corn dog into my mouth. That was when I fed you at or State Judd Fair. feeding me a corn dog. Yeah, and it me. looked very odd. And then changed his t- profile to the other Robbie Makloff, the Lebanese billionaire Wait, who funded a dictator. But this is Rami, the the one with you eating the corn dog that I'm feeding you is Rami space is space triggered space. Oh, there's three now. This one is Rami is triggered all one word. I think there's three. <laughs> so the other one is the guy that's the... You should feel really really honored by this. I am. This is great. That's amazing. I think I have three of them. Where's the other one? There's... Okay, Rami so triggered? You have to look at the actual handle. There is... Yeah, no, I am. There's at Rami M6. That's the, that's the newest one. There's at Rami is triggered. And the first one was just at Rami triggered. There's also Rami is trolling. Yeah, I saw that that's too. That's another that, one, That was right? created during the break, yes. Boy, the influence flattered guys. The influence of you bad takes be. on you the show really, really flattered. flattered. So we've uh, we've we've devoted the majority of the show to whether this is a good or a bad trade. Gratterall for Maeda, and Patrick Oyster will uh, will chime in in about five minutes here. Jeff, you're on Score North. Hey, I know you guys are shorter time. I'll make it quick. So ramen noodles. Hey, noodles. I got one thing. I'm going to try to summarize this as best I can. How I feel about this trade. You ready? Yes. Was he trying to do the Shakira thing? He, 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 trying. he literally just waited on hold for 45 minutes <laughs> to do the Shakira tongue thing. It was really good. I didn't think it was that good. What, you did it? No, I didn't. Jeff waited on hold I for 45 Jeff. minutes to That's do dedication. the Shakira tongue wow. thing. I thought it was wicked. To Rami. It's not. It's wicked. Amazing. I thought it was really good. Man. So thank you, Jeff. What did you guys think of the other trade? We haven't done anything on the show for the, the Timberwolves one. trade. At Rami's triggered, they keep coming, they keep on popping up. Love it. The Wolves trade, you said. What'd you think of it? If it's part of something bigger, cool. If this is just it, and they just got the fifteenth pick from the Nets, a couple of guys who could be role players, and the opportunity to buy Evan Turner out of a contract. Wait, so if the Wolves make a trade that's part of something bigger, great. But if the Twins make a trade that's part of something bigger, not not great. I'm not assuming the Twins or the Wolves are making a trade that's part of something bigger. There is more to lead me to think that what the Wolves did is part of something bigger. There's nothing that the Twins did to lead me down that road, if you want to bring it back to that conversation and not think or talk about the Wolves at all today. I think, well, 30 <laughs> seconds here. That's all I got on the Wolves right now. Okay. Until until it's D'Angelo Russell. I mean, they. I think they did two things yesterday. Thing number one was, let's just get some assets in here that can help us. Get a first-round pick in the door. Get get an $18 million expiring contract in Evan Turner. Just a couple pieces that can help us make the next move, whether it's D'Angelo Russell or somebody else. And also, like, Malik, Beas- uh, Malik Beasley and this uh, Hernan Gomez. Like these, these former mid-first-round pick. Take a look at these two guys. But I think the, the other component to this trade is they're just sick of watching this crappy roster lose game after game after game. Just get rid of just get rid of thirty three percent of it overnight and see what happens. I think that was a huge part of they it. They made they made that trade solely because they they were trying to get that first round pick uh, that they're going to try desperately now to convince Golden State to take. This is all being done. There is not a part of that deal that's being done for any other reason than the sole purpose of going back to Golden State. Which, by the way, right before that trade became official, Shams reported last night that Golden State said peace out to the Wolves. We're done. And then, but but then it was very it was worded down to the point where somebody from Golden State told Shams, 
we're not really done, but make it sound like we're done. And and then the Wolves, about a half hour after that, make this massive trade of parts, basically, and get a first-round pick back. And they're going to try and offer, my guess is, that first-round pick, their first-round pick, which it sounds like they're trying to protect now, and Golden State's saying, uh-uh. Well, that, it, that, sounds, it sounds like pick. Rosas wouldn't wasn't willing to part with their own first round right, pick. But that Gold, was a hang-up in the deal. But he's desperate to make this trade. My guess is by 2 o'clock tomorrow, it's unprotected. It's the, the Nets-slash-Hawks pick. It's Wiggins and another piece to Golden State. They are desperate to please Cat. That whole deal was made. And and the whole thing a couple days ago about Cat might be upset if Covington is traded, and Cat's like, yeah, you know, but it's a business. You think Cat's not involved intimately in this? You're crazy if you don't. So I think everything that happened last night reflects on what the Wolves plan on trying to do by 2 p.m. tomorrow to get D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I mean, this also, I, I don't know how many first-round picks it's going to take or what they can. It, it sounds like Golden State, and Golden State has all the leverage in the world. Yeah. They have no reason to rush a trade of D'Angelo Russell. They can hang on to him until the summer and then get maybe even more teams involved when teams know what their cap situations are. But if you're the Timberwolves and you wind up having to give up an unprotected early first-round pick, having another pick in your pocket at least softens that blow so you're not giving up all of your first-round draft pick assets for the next two or three years. So would you give up? Would you give up that pick right now to get D'Angelo Russell? Not the one you just acquired, your own, the Wolves' own pick, which is probably, well, third or fourth It is going to be a lottery something. pick, and right now I think they have something like a 50% chance to get in the top four. I'll pull up Tankathon to make sure I'm right about that. I don't know enough about the guys available and the impact they could have. Like, if you wind up with the number 4 overall pick, what kind of player are you getting in this draft? And I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point in my mock drafting, so... But I think that I think that they're bound and determined, and won't be surprised one bit if they do that by two o'clock tomorrow. Right now, they're if they're, they do, I won't be surprised. They're fifth in the tankathon standings, um, and be, moving up. How four, high could they climb here? <laughs> oh, they could get to number one. They're only four games back of the number of the top chance at the number one pick in the draft. I gotta think though, at some point, there's like. They have Carlton Towns on their team. Don't, like, don't do think it. that way anymore. Do it. So they have a 42.1% chance of getting in the top four, 10.5% chance of getting the number one overall pick. Would you trade that right now for D'Angelo Russell? Well, this is, and this is, it's funny because this is the exact conversation they're having right would now. I per, would That's I personally? I would not. Will they? I think so. Again, I, I would say probably not in a normal draft. People are saying this is a down draft. If I don't think I can get a legitimate franchise type player. But the problem is you make that trade. You don't know what you're, you don't, you're making that trade before the lottery. So you don't know. Right. It's not like the NFL where, well, we're, we have a beeline for the number one overall pick and there's no, that's lottery. why the Warriors want to make that deal right now. That's why they're insisting that if the wolves want D'Angelo Russell, they put that in the deal right now because mm-hmm. they know that once that ping pong ball lands and they have four, three, two, or even one, that the Wolves are probably hanging on to that thing and have their guy in the draft picked out. Here's my question. Who plays tonight? That's a great question. Like, who's available? Yeah. I know they have bodies. Carl, Carl and Andrew are playing 46 minutes. I sent them my video. I have not heard back. Show up, show up at 6.55. They might take you. Let's send them Judd's video. The Houston Rockets challenge. See if they put you in the corner. Oh, I'd go after the Hawks. Jack a couple time. one-arm threes. I'd box out, throw some elbows. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, which trade did you like better last night for the for the Minnesota team? 
Well, I like the I definitely like the Timberwolves trade because I don't know who the hell ended up going where yet. I I felt like David Kahn on 2011 draft night. Remember that when he ended up with Tange Nagambo, who they then told him was ineligible for the draft. Yeah, because he was like a 26 year old guy playing in Israel or something. Remember that? I want the Timberwolves to sign him to a multi year contract and start him in tonight's game. That would be great. Yeah. But no, I like the uh, the Twins trade is uh, very interesting. People. Uh, uh, the the uh, cheap Polats crowd will then never be satisfied because I, I kind of went through the timeline. They uh, the day before uh, Josh Donaldson, the cheap ass Twins wouldn't spend any money, and then they signed Donaldson, and then they were mad because it wasn't a pitcher, and now they got a pitcher, and now they're mad that it was uh, that they traded a prospect. So uh, you know, it's you know, you gotta you gotta give to get, don't you? I, I actually I have actually seen some people of all the things you could complain about here. I have seen some people say, of course, Kenta Maeda only makes $3.2 million a year. Classic cheap pull-ab move. Actually, if he has, uh, you know, I think they signed him to an eight-year contract, the Dodgers. So that's another reason to go get him because he got him for four more years. But there's bonus money in there if he has a good year. The uh, his first year, the bonus was like four and a half, and then the second year was three-something, and Last year he didn't have any bonus because he didn't pitch. Uh, it didn't pitch that many innings. But uh, you know, I, I when I've seen him when he's good, he's really good. I like his. Uh, I like his uh, breaking ball a whole lot. And uh, they're going to have to figure out a way to get 150 innings out of him. But you almost look at this and say, okay, they're going to have him to start the season now, and then you know, then they get Pineda back at the middle of May, and then they could ease him back a little bit and then they get rich hill in july it's they're you know they're looking at a big picture here there's no doubt about it they figure they got seven eight starters and they'll get they'll get their finish line that way what does this do in your mind for their chances to beat the yankees or one of the big boys in the american league in a in a playoff series Rami Phil can tell you this story, and I'll tell you this story too okay and we've repeated it many times all right 2011 the only question on any twins mind in spring training was, can we beat the Yankees? And they went 63 and 99. So, uh, we, we don't talk about that anymore. We, we worry about the regular season. We don't worry about the Yankees. We worry about trying to get back and take a shot. The, uh, the, uh, Phil, you were here that spring, weren't you? Uh, Pat, not only was I there covering twin spring training for seven weeks, I wrote at the airport to fly back to Minneapolis before the 2011 regular season began <laughs> on the old 1500ESPN.com. My season preview article was, these next 162 games are a formality. Let's see how this team matches up with the Yankees. Oh, If you hadn't had that last sentence, it would have been right. It yeah. was like a formality. That team, 19 and 50. Once you started selling T-shirts, they went 19 and 50. Yep. Un- unbelievable. Mackie writing at the hotel bar. I, uh, you know, I mean, last year, as I keep saying, when they were 66 and 38, I was saying, if you would have asked me before the season if they were going to be 66 and 38 or 38 and 66, I would have went 38 and 66. So I, uh, I, I, I don't, uh, with, with a mid market team, uh, you know, unless you're the Yankees and you got, so many studs, and now you got Garrett Cole and the whole group. You, you can't 
you can't make assumptions, I don't think. If, if, if the season goes right for you, great things can happen. You can win 101 games and you can set a world record for home runs if, if it goes wrong for you. I will say this. If Buxton plays, and he looks like a, he's bigger than he was last year, by the way, as far as muscles are concerned. If Buxton uh, plays, they'll uh, have the best lineup they've ever had. We'll see what happens. What was your surprise, uh, Patrick, that they parted with Bruzdar? I don't. I, I'm probably surprised. Yeah, but I really think that they're not sure that he's a long-term starter, and uh, I, I do believe that they uh, feel if they're going to have a chance this year, they needed a uh, a very good starter to add to this group, and uh, that's what they got. So they they had to give up. Probably one of those three, uh, Balazovic or uh, Duran or uh, Bruzdar, and they probably preferred to give up Bruzdar. I don't know. Maybe maybe Heim Bloom wanted uh, Bruzdar, too. I don't know. But uh, I think they had to give up one of those three pitchers, and I think they think the other two guys have a better chance to be long-term starters. I think they're a little worried about him. You know, he got the sore shoulder last year, uh, only pitched 61 innings in the minors, and then another 11 for the Twins. So, but you know, they, they weren't going to get they weren't going to get Maeda for the next the next group of uh, start the next group of pitching prospects. It had to be somebody from that those three, I yeah. believe. Also, I think. When we talk about prospects and you're trying to reconcile, should you give up this prospect for this established player? I feel like we always fall into the trap of the best version of that prospect. The if 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 Gratterall reaches his peak potential, or if Aaron Hicks reaches his full potential, this is what he can be. And you know, what percentage of the time do they actually reach their full potential? And when you think about it from that angle, that he's probably not going to reach his full potential. I think it makes it easier to trade a prospect, Pat. And plus, you can go back two months ago and says, or last summer, these twins—they always protect all their prospects. And when do they ever turn out to be anything? Right? I can guarantee you, if the twins were given the option of giving up one of those three kid outfielders, you know, Larnick, uh, Rooker, or and Kirilov, one of the you know, like one of those three, they would have preferred to do that. But uh, you know the. Red Sox wanted a pitcher, so they they went with Bruce Dard. I, I'm going to miss him as a guy because he's a goofball. I was talking to him about four days ago. He was walking by, and uh, he was just uh, he's just a, he's a character. He's been down here all uh, winter. I found out uh, with uh, basically with Polanco and Arise, and uh, they've been they've been living in Fort Myers, and they come over almost every day and work out. So, Pat, have you heard the, the latest iteration of Ventline here? No, give it to me, the Red Sox. But the owners of the Red Sox are greedy, arrogant, selfish, narcissist D-bags. We're paying 250 a seat, 17 a bear, 75 to park. I say this to Red Sox Nation, boycott them. Look who's got Smart Pack. Smart Pack? He's got Smart Pack! Oh, it's great, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, uh, it's, you know, but okay. You'd like to get more than they got, right? But they, a, the reason they didn't get a lot is because they made the Dodgers take half of David Price's money, right? 
If they hadn't included David Price in it, they would have gotten more prospects, but they wanted to get rid of him. But the other deal is, if Mookie plays out the season and walks and they don't get anything, what is Ventline and Boston sounded like? These idiots should have traded him last spring when they knew they couldn't sign him, right? He won't. He doesn't want. He's, he wants to be a free agent. And, you know, they. I, I can never rip anybody for not wanting to pay somebody $300 million or $350 million. So, I mean, it turned out okay for the Nats letting Bryce Harper go, right? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I feel bad is I'm never again going to be able to see him at the Publix down the street here and say, oh. hey, Mookie, how you doing? Maybe I've run into oh, did you go to that one? Really? Yeah. It's a great Publix. Publix. Yeah, he'd walk in there and everybody'd say, hey, Mookie, how you doing? And he'd wave to him. And, uh, you know, I love him. He's a great player. But, uh, you know, hate how about poor Heim Boom, though? He gets finally gets his job as the uh, general manager of the uh of the Red Sox. Hey, what a job. I get to leave the Rays. And I get oh by the way, I gotta fire my manager and I gotta get rid of fifty, sixty, eighty million dollars off the payroll. I I'm not sure that it's not like he, uh, That's precisely he why to. they hired him though, right? Hey, uh we need someone yeah, who can do this he, for a lot less money. You've done so. this before. They well, do the teardown. Here's the other thing. As you well know, Judd, being the Premier League guy you are. Oh yeah. All John Henry cares about is his Liverpool football team now. He don't give a damn about the Red Sox anymore. They got the greatest they got the greatest soccer team in the history of the Premier League, the Fedway Sports Group. So McCartney loves the team, yeah, exactly. They don't have to worry about baseball anymore, and he's the kind of a foo foo bow tie jackass who'd love soccer too. That's what the caller said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the Red Sox Redline caller said. <laughs> Yeah, listen, man, you guys talking about the, the, the Red Sox here, the fans. You know, Mookie Betts is, like, the best player that the Red Sox have seen in years. Like, how are you going to let him go to the Dodgers for a bunch of bum prospects? Are you kidding me? A, a salary dump? That's what the Boston Red Sox do now? We salary dump? Are you kidding me? And, and by the way, it wasn't a bunch of prospects. It was two. Yeah. Yes, two one, prospects. And the one with and the one they got from the Dodgers isn't in their top fifteen. You know, he's just a two eighty hitting outfielder who has mediocre power. So it was, uh, yeah, they didn't exactly get a bonanza to coming back. But again, that's when you're cutting payroll, and uh, you know that's that's the way it goes. It is it is pretty astounding. They uh, their revenues are like. Four hundred million a year, or something more than that. So yep. it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing. All right, Pat, we'll catch you on hey, Friday. Uh, if you if somebody uh, sees who the Timberwolves have on the court today, text me, will you? Yeah. Trying to figure this out. <laughs> Robbie might be playing. All right, they're not going to get Russell though. It sounds they're, like it sounds like they have trying. they're going to have to give up their unprotected first round pick to make it happen, and they aren't willing to do that yet. But we'll see what happens tomorrow. I sent them my highlight reel, Pat. No word back yet. Johnny right, K is going to play Mil- point guard tonight. That's what I heard. <laughs> All right, Milwaukee. We'll see you. All right. <laughs> He's got Smart Pack. Look who's got Smart Pack. Smart Pack. I packed it and then unpacked it. <laughs> All right. You can find our podcast. If you missed, write that down or us fighting for an hour about this Quinn's trade. I'm tired. Score North app, Apple, Spotify. 
Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.